something true and creepy? You do? Well, come on over and join me by this fire. Spread out, there's plenty of room for everyone. Before I get started with the stories, though, I'd like to give a very special thank you to the reformed members of the channel. Denise S., Sevenleaf Clover, Through Scrutiny, Samantha Place, Lisa Radford, Stephanie McLaren, Corpse Lover, Mana Ash, Norman D.W., Christy Elias, Cindy Cleveland, and Patty's niece. Have you become a member of Back to Ashes? Oh, that's found down below in the description box, along with the GoFundMe link that a lot of people helped donate to. You'll read all about it down there. If you're new here or haven't done so already, please don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and comment, as it does help and support this channel, and also it'll remind you of every time I release a new video. Now, with all of that being said, it is time to go back to ashes, for once we arise from the ashes, we are a bigger, brighter, stronger, and a happier person in the morning. Sit back and relax, kick back, grab your snacks, or tuck in and cuddle up to this fire. And prepare for this dose of vocal melatonin entitled True Disturbing Deep Woods Stories. Right after this intro and ad will play, I'll read the first story and ad will play. And after that, there'll be no more ads within the video. Yesterday, February 15th, I was walking back home after hanging out with some friends. Before anyone asks, I was completely sober and in my right mind. I've never been afraid to walk alone in the dark. I'm quite tall and intimidating looking from a distance, and I always bring a pocket knife when I know I'll be walking in the dark. Anyways, I was walking past some woods on the way back to my house, and I heard my mother's voice call, Gabriel, help, from inside the woods. I immediately recognized her voice and turned to look into the woods. She kept calling my name over and over and over again. I couldn't see anything. It was far too dark to see through the trees. Mom? I called back, heading towards the trees. She sounded like she was in trouble and scared. I assumed she had gone out for a run like she did every night and somehow got lost in those woods. Then, I realized it couldn't be her. She had texted me only ten minutes before, asking me to come home to watch my little sister so she could go on a run. I stopped dead in my tracks and called my mom. The voice in the woods still calling my name and getting more frantic by the second. She picked up and I immediately asked her if she was in the woods. She said no. She was back home with my little sister. I swear to God, as soon as she said she was back home, her voice stopped calling my name from inside the woods. I was overcome with a wave of dread and fear that I had never felt before. Something in the woods was trying to lure me using my mother's voice, and it knew my full name, not just my nickname, which made things even scarier because the only person who calls me Gabriel is my mom. I immediately turned and ran faster than I have ever run before back home. When I got back home, my legs felt like jello and my lungs burnt. I opened the door and there was my mom sitting on the couch with my sister. I would think this was some sort of prank, but my mom isn't one for pranks. And even if she is, there is no way she could have gotten home before me without me seeing her. My only question is, what was in the woods. 
was driving through Coconino National Forest last week on the way to the Grand Canyon with my boyfriend. It was around 12 to 1 a.m. and I was chillaxing, playing my switch while he drove us down through the forest. Suddenly he jumps and yells, what the hell? Clearly very startled. I asked what was wrong and he said he saw a lady standing on the side of the road pointing to the other side. Apparently, he thought he saw something up the road and turned on the high beams, illuminating the woman. Without contemplating it too much, I looked at where he said the woman was pointing, and out of the bushes stepped a massive bulk elk with a few females behind him, and we had to swerve hard to dodge him in time. Had I just been playing the switch and not seen them, we likely would have smashed right into what might as well be a brick wall. So then I started to think about it and realized we were deep in a part of the forest where there's no marked campsites and no inhabited dwellings. And while it's not entirely impossible to assume that someone on the road is a camper, the way she apparently just appeared out of nowhere and was deliberately pointing to where the hidden elk were to the only car likely within 30 miles just seemed strange. What's interesting is that my boyfriend is super in touch with the paranormal. He's just more susceptible to the energies or whatever they are. Like he often feels or sees presences going about their old routines and has apparently regularly been seeing these ghosts since he was a kid. And this isn't him doing an attention-grabbing thing. He didn't tell me about his paranormal sensitivity until we had been dating for a few months and only after the elk incident. I'm curious if it was specifically a guardian spirit force or just a presence that was trying to help as we passed. Random aside, if paranormal stuff is your hobby, you'd freaking love his house. There's a presence there that the family calls Ghosty, who manifests herself as a young woman. It was funny because he casually mentioned one time that his house was haunted and all the friends and family were 100% aware of it. Apparently, she loves pranking people, turning over mirrors, knocking on walls, hiding keys, etc., and frequently can be seen in mirrors. And when I brought it up with his family the first time I went over, they were all like, Oh yeah, Ghosty gets bored. You'll probably meet her sooner or later. And no joke, that very night, my boyfriend and I woke up to a muffled crash. A lightweight mattress that was securely stored against the wall for the last several months had decided to dislodge itself and fall on top of our very drunk friend sleeping on the floor. It had to been Ghosty messing with our friend because there's simply no way the mattress could have fallen unless it was pushed. Okay, so first off, this isn't a personal experience, but something my grandpa experienced years ago. I'm curious to see if anyone has experienced anything similar in the South Michigan or Northern Indiana area. So, if you have, please comment below. My grandpa was always a big hunter. It's not uncommon here in the Midwest. 
he would always find new areas to hunt and get permission to hunt on private properties. So one day, him and his buddy got permission to go on this private land that I believe was around 100 acres total. I don't recall the specifics of exactly where the forest was, but if this opens a can of worms, I'll ask for specifics. For now, I know for a fact this was in the Michigan-slash-Northern Indiana border, or, in other words, Michiana. Anyways, they set out around noon to get to the forest and arrived at around 1 p.m. and started hiking back in the woods. They each had their own tree stands and blinds set up prior, so they made their way to them. I remember my grandpa telling me they hiked a few miles back, so they had to have been deep in the forest. As the day goes on, they don't see any deer, so once the sun began to set, they decided to start making their way back onto the truck and met up near my grandpa's tree stand, or blind. So, this is where the weird shit happens. They're making their way back and the sun has completely set. Luckily, they brought flashlights for the walk back because they had to have walked a few miles in the pitch black. So, they finally have about a mile of hiking when they see something crouched in front of them with their back turned to them. My grandpa and his friend stopped dead in their tracks, staring at this random dude in the woods at night. My grandpa described him as a bald white guy wearing a black and white striped shirt. My grandpa's friend speaks up for a moment that I can only imagine is a what the F is this feeling and asks what he's doing out there and without a word, the man stands up and faces them, staring and then levitates up towards the trees and just disappears. After that, they sprinted to the truck and never went back to that land again. I know it's not the craziest story and sounds so weird, but I know for a fact that my grandpa did experience this. My grandpa is not a liar, and it was never some scary campfire story he told us as grandkids. When he told me, I could see in his face that it was disturbing to him, something he would never forget. So I'm on here seeing if anyone knows or has any similar encounters. This story has always intrigued me, and I'm just curious to see if people might have had any similar experiences. If so, let's talk about it. So I'm back with yet another paranormal experience of mine. This happened to my ex-boyfriend and I. Last year, from January to July, I dated this guy. We will call him Lucas. He loved the paranormal even more than I did. He is also a firm believer, while I tend to be more skeptical. I firmly believe in angels and demons, but kind of iffy on the topic of ghosts due to my more religious upbringing, whereas he comes from a small town steeped in superstition. I come from a big city where he had too much going on to even consider the afterlife. We met during my freshman year in college. He attended the community college and I attended the major university. 
My roommate and I got bored one night and had downloaded Tinder, more as a joke than anything else. Nevertheless, I matched with Lucas. He was eager to meet and could hold a conversation and decided to say, why not? We met at the local barbecue place right off my campus and talked for hours. Towards the end, he asked me, do you believe in ghosts? I felt like this could be a trap. What if I say yes and he thinks I'm crazy? I told him I wasn't really sure but was open to the notion. He told me he could turn me into a believer. I was like, all right, bet. And we decided one day he'd take me on a local ghost tour. He was a native of my small college town. He knew every superstition and every back road. He knew stories only locals know, the stuff you can't really find online. We kind of fell off when I went home that summer. We had something happen to us a week prior to the semester ending. We almost died and kind of wanted to be alone and process it. Story for another time. Flash forward to November of my sophomore year. He randomly sent me a friend request on Facebook. I accepted and we started talking on Messenger. We got back on the topic of the paranormal. I asked, Hey, do you remember that night when we almost died? And he replies that he does. I told him I wanted to go back to the spot, a cemetery by the way, where we had something freaky happen. We were actually on a ghost hunt then, and I was super casual about it, and I was 100% convinced nothing would happen. Hell no, I don't want to go back to where I almost died, he said. But I can show you the bridge, it's haunted, he says. He picks me up from my dorm and we set out for the bridge. It took us almost 20 minutes to get there. It was up in the mountains and there weren't any streetlights of any kind. The bridge stretched out over this creek and there are woods all around the bridge. Middle of nowhere, literally. We exit his truck with flashlights and go stand on the bridge. I ask him to tell me the story. Why is it haunted? I will retell it the best I can. If anyone else ever heard this story, please let me know. Back in the 1960s lived a doctor named Dr. Gary. He was a rural mountain doctor and would take house calls. He was headed home one night and it was later than usual. He was exhausted and overworked. He came down the mountain and was flying towards the bridge. As he was about to cross the bridge, he had a heart attack and lost control of his small car. His car swerved across the bridge, hitting the sides three times before flipping over into the creek below. He immediately passed away. It is said that every night, Dr. Gary relives his death and drives across the bridge every night before splashing into the creek. You'll hear a loud bam, bam, bam as his car hits the sides and then a splash. Before that, you'll see this 1960 car coming around the bend. Lucas has a large group of guy friends and several of them aren't believers. He took them to the bridge to wait for Dr. Gary and they were standing under the bridge when they heard the bam, bam, bam. Scared them so bad 
that they all refused to go back. I was living for this, and I was so pumped to witness this. We got there at around 11 p.m. According to Lucas's dad, that's when Dr. Gary comes. Lucas was steadfast it would happen. I yelled, Hey, Dr. Gary, I don't believe you exist. Show yourself, please. We waited for over an hour and nothing happened. Lucas was dumbfounded. We left and decided to try again the next night. For three nights, nothing happened. On the fourth night, we decided to go earlier. I had a test the next day and didn't want to be out late. We arrived at around 9 p.m. Lucas asked if I wanted to see the creek below the bridge. There are these step stones you can go down and explore underneath that bridge. I was apprehensive and feared homeless people slumbering below or creeps waiting for easy targets to wander into their dens. Anyways, we were headed to the steps when I could hear people talking. They sounded young, maybe my age. I was 20 at the time, by the way. I figured we shouldn't go down there, but Lucas looked at me like I was crazy. He couldn't hear the people talking. It was so loud. There were at least four people. He shined his light below and shook his head. Megan, no one is down there, he said. He left me and headed down the steps. I did not want to be left alone, so I followed him. He was right. No one was down there, but I know I heard people as clear as day. They were laughing. I could even tell some were male and some female. I was beyond confused. He was explaining to me how he and his friends like to drink beer underneath the bridge, etc. When we heard a car coming. Because we were in an isolated place, cars didn't pass by much. You could only have one to two cars pass by in an hour. I was like, oh, a car's driving above us. When all of a sudden, we hear a bam, 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 followed by a splash. It was so intense, the whole bridge was vibrating. I'm freaking out. I'm just like, oh my god, shit. We went up the stairs and get back in his truck. I honestly have no clue what could have caused that. We didn't bail out and stuck around and ghost hunted. I had an EVP recorder and ghost detector device and got them out to see if I could talk to Dr. Gary. What happened with that, I'll post in another story. It's too long to attach all here. I'd love to hear what you all have to say for this one. I firmly believe him now. After the bridge thing, the activity ramped up big time. All the nights before that were calm, not this one. I'm usually pretty skeptical about the unexplainable. I've shared this story in the past, maybe roughly a year ago. I had a lot of paranormal or unexplained things happen during that time, but since then nothing's really happened. That is, until I met my girlfriend, at least. We've been dating for six months, 
And in those six months, I've seen and witnessed some really creepy shit. The woods by her house. I love the woods. They've never bothered me. I was in Boy Scouts for five years, and I've never been creeped out by the woods. I've been alone in the woods, and it's never been an issue. But those woods are different. I've never been in the woods, but I've been just outside them. One time I was waiting for my girlfriend's mom to fall asleep so she could sneak me in for a booty call. She told me to wait by the woods in my car. When I was there, I felt like I was being watched and I felt very uneasy. I didn't feel safe at all. I didn't want to get out of my car. To be honest, I repeatedly made sure that my car was locked and I shrunk down in my seat a bit. Afterwards, I talked to my girlfriend about it. She mentioned the woods in the past, but I didn't think it was those particular woods. She told me some of the experiences she's had in the woods. I trusted my girlfriend, and I don't think she'd make this kind of stuff up. She's not that kind of person. But I'm more of a believer if it happens to me or I witness something. She told me a few experiences. One time she was in her car with her ex by the woods. I'm pretty sure it was the same spot I was at. And they both heard a bone-chilling scream. It was off in the distance, so it was faint. It sounded like a woman's scream. She's heard it a few times. She's also seen white humanoid figures with long arms. She told me that her and some of her friends went in the woods and would leave each other alone for a bit as sort of a game. When it was her turn, she felt like she was being watched in all directions and she heard leaves rustling like something was wrong. It was only for five minutes, then her friends came back. When it was her friend's turn, they found him in a fetal position with scratch marks on his arm. They weren't too deep. Once they found him, they helped him up and booked it out of the woods. Despite the stories and being too afraid to get out of my car, I don't really have a reason to anyways. I want to go and investigate for myself. I sure as hell won't go alone. But my girlfriend is done with these woods. There's no way she's going back. If I ever do go into those woods, I'll record what I find and share it with you all. At the very least, I'll post about it. Her house. I haven't seen all that much happen in person. Most of it has been over FaceTime. I've only seen a couple of things for myself. Others she'll tell me about. We FaceTime late at night so she can get some sleep. My presence relaxes her, just knowing I'm there. One time when she was dead asleep, I saw the blanket slide off her a bit. It wasn't her moving or anything. The blanket just pulled off her slowly, maybe an inch or so. Creepy, to say the least. Her phone had also moved on its own while I've been on FaceTime. One time, I heard tapping on her screen, and I thought she was doing it to mess with me. I told her to knock it off, because I was trying to sleep too. I looked over at my phone, and she was facing away from the phone and asleep. Those are the personal experiences I've had. 
Some of the things she's told me are creepy as hell, but I'm not quite sure if I believe them. The really creepy stuff started happening a couple weeks ago. She went to her dad's house, about three hours north in the middle of nowhere. When she came back, she started hearing footsteps running across her room late at night. She also hears laughing and crying. She feels like she's being watched and says that she'll see a little girl hiding behind her closet door. She has a dresser next to her closet and it leaves a little gap. That's where she says she sees the little girl. The past few nights, she hasn't been able to sleep at all. I don't know if there's really a little girl like I said. I haven't witnessed it for myself so I don't know. But, whatever's going on, it's keeping her up at night. When I've spent the night at her house, though, I've heard knocking on the window. She has a fenced-in backyard. The fence is one of those tall plastic ones that would be difficult to get over. The creepiest part is the knocking always happens during the witching hour, and it's always three knocks, sometimes rapid and sometimes slower. She says it's every night. The one time I checked the time, it was 3.20. All I know is every time it's between 3 and 4. There's no way that it's a tree or anything. If it was the fact that there's only knocking around a specific time and only 3 times is highly unlikely. Hopefully, whatever's in her room doesn't follow her. We're looking to get an apartment together at the end of the year. In the meantime, at least, is there anything I can do to ward off whatever negative energy or entity is there? I read somewhere that three knocks is the sign of a demon, and I'm not sure if it's anything like that. If it were, what could I do? Quick side note, her dad's house has a very, very dark energy. I'm good with sensing energies of places. One time we were there for a few days back in April. Whenever we were in the house, we were both irritable towards each other. We would leave and everything would be fine. She stayed there with her ex for a month and it caused a lot of issues. They ended up breaking up after staying there for a while, about a month later. A couple weeks after we were there, we almost broke up. It's something about that place that causes shit to go wrong. She had a traumatic past, and a lot of horrible things have happened in that house. No murders or anything. I won't share what's all happened there just because it's personal stuff that I don't feel she'd want me sharing, even though it would be to internet strangers. So... As skeptical as I am about anything paranormal with my logic, being that just because science can't explain it yet doesn't mean it's not creepy as hell. But some memories from my childhood are really starting to bother me. It was around 20 years ago. So I grew up to a, mm, let's just say a very creepy three to 400 acre forested area in Middle Tennessee, United States, for some location context. Apparently, used to belong to a family of freed slaves way, way back 
when which is now still owned and undeveloped except for some really old, dilapidated and decomposing structures sporadically scattered across it from when it was occupied by the original family. My brothers and I used to go hiking into the woods and found these places, but we stopped because, well, that part comes later. For some clarity, I mean an old farmhouse, smokehouse, and on the border of the property line, in the wooded area behind my old house, was a rickety old house. Think little house on the prairie or old Amish style, and you got the picture if you age it about 150 plus years. So my house, which was on a kind of an elevation with the backyard sloping to the wooded property line bordering said creepy 300-acre wood. The neighborhood I was in was basically bordering the forest along this property line with the houses facing the street with the backyard bordering the forest line that was demarcated by a solid line of underbrush and very mature trees. Okay, so the memories and why I am here... Maybe someone can point me in a direction. I don't know. First memory. This still creeps me out. So, mind you, there are no roads, no inhabited houses, nothing built or done to this area because of a land division dispute and some will and deed problems with the family who owns the land and apparently has been that way for 150 plus years. Just a forest. My sister and I were out playing in our backyard near the property line where the creepy-ass fallen-down little prairie-looking house was when she spotted an old woman in the old dilapidated house behind the edge of the property line. The front of the house was broken down and you could see clearly into it and it had two stories. Kind of like a cutaway from a dollhouse where you can take off the front and see all the rooms. So this 70, 80-ish year old woman was just sitting in a green lawn chair watching us from the second story loft. We were young, maybe seven or eight years old, so we didn't really notice some of the more peculiar aspects of the scene. We'd been playing for a few hours and would have seen someone walk by carrying a green lawn chair because we had a clear view of the old house and you couldn't really get to it unless either you came from our yard or you hiked through a shit ton of woods. An elderly woman dragged a green lawn chair up a rotted old ladder to the second story of a rotted out loft and was just chilling, watching me and my sister. So of course my sister goes and says hello, finds out she speaks and said she used to live in that house a long time ago. She looked fairly normal for an old person, but the face was indistinct to me, like I couldn't really get a solid look at it for some reason. I got uncomfortable and we said goodbye to the creepy old lady and left when I basically grabbed my sister and we went back to the house. Now, this bothers me because no one has lived or been doing anything in this area of forest for over 150 years. No one could have or should have been living there. No records of it or anything. Also, I know for a fact that there are no roads or trails or anything going to that old house. 
even now. Thank you, Google Earth. So, how did this whole woman just appear and disappear? Because as we were walking back to the house, I glanced back at the property line at about 80 yards back to the old house, and the green chair was there. No old lady. Didn't pass by us. Didn't hear her climb down. Nothing. Clear line of sight, early afternoon. Not overcast and well lit. Just gone. Did some research from when I had to sell stuff door to door for school. Couldn't find a similar person on my street or the next or even in the neighborhood. So yeah, to this day, no clue what happened there. Second memory, or the red eyes. So this happened maybe a few times to me in middle school, but sometimes when I was walking home from the bus stop at the end of the street, the tree line and underbrush along the backyards of the houses that bordered the creepy forest started to have glowing red dots and sporadic clusters and resembled to me like eyes, like tiny orbs of red, dull light that appeared along the underbrush and followed me home. I thought it was maybe berries, but no. I hiked through that area with my brothers. No berries or red anything, ever. Not holly or seasonal fruiting bushes, or animals cause we had some squirrels, foxes, and deer. That's about it. I can't explain it. I still can't now. I just remember running home whenever I saw the lights in the underbrush along the tree line appear and hide in my house as fast as I could. The one time I was brave enough to go up to the bushes, the light disappeared before I even got close. No sound, no wind, nothing but kinda a cold chill. Which at that time was weird because it was a Tennessee late spring or early autumn when it happened to me. And it stays pretty dang warm usually. I couldn't ever find any evidence as to what it was. No red berries or critters or some wackadoo waving around red Christmas lights. This memory still gets me every time. Third memory. Why do I feel like I'm being watched? So, my old house was well old, 30 years or so. Never really got the cold spots or other classic signs someone is making stuff up about having a paranormal encounter. But every now and then, when I was alone in my old house, maybe the basement usually, or occasionally outside in the woods, I got the sensation something or someone else was there. And every time before I felt that sensation, I started to get afraid a little at first. Then, full-on mad dash away in full adrenaline mode whenever I realized what I was feeling. This happened more than I liked it to. I hated it and thought I was losing my mind. Mind you, I didn't do any drugs, prescribed or otherwise, or even start drinking till college. I couldn't explain it, and it didn't fit panic attack symptoms or anything similar. I've been checked out and looked at my medical records, and couldn't find anything to explain it from a biological perspective. Well, I have a few more jarring memories, but we'll stop here. So, 
I guess I should say, to be continued. I thought I'd share a few stories I heard from my ex-boyfriend's mother that I thought were pretty fascinating. We're all from the same reservation, so I can explain the setting pretty well. Basically, there's this one bush road that takes you from the reserve and deep into the woods until you get to another town. But that stretch of dirt road goes on for about 45 minutes. I think it was an old logging road, but now we just call it The Limit. And we use that area of forest for camping, fishing, ski-doo riding, and four-wheeler riding and stuff. But it's also just a chill road to drive down with your friends. If you're from a small town, you know how it is. Anyway, I had two paranormal experiences on this particular road, which isn't entirely out of the ordinary. My dad's even had an experience on this road too. It's kind of known for all kinds of strange things happening, but it's fine. No one's scared of it. I drive down it to go watch pretty sunsets. It's pretty chill. The first story is about a weird time loop. She and her cousin were driving down this road to go get some water, since there was also a natural spring around there. On their way back, their car stalls out and just won't start up again. This happened back in the 80s, so there were no cell phones you could use to call for help. So they started walking. They weren't too far, and they had plenty of daylight left, so it was fine, but as they were walking, they see another car stopped in the distance. They think, oh, cool, we can get a ride from these guys, but as they got closer, they see that it's the same make and model of their car. They get even closer, and they realize that, no, it is the same car. They're confused as hell, but can completely verify that it's their car by looking in the windows. The sweater she left in the back seat. The empty pop can her cousin was drinking out of. Everything inside was exactly as they left it, and they, honestly, just didn't know what to do. They hadn't turned off the dirt road at all. They hadn't even walked far enough to make it to another trail that could turn off. They thought it was really weird, but figured they should just keep walking as it's all they could do. They keep going, and sure enough, up ahead down the road, there is another car parked, the same as before. This time, they're tripping the hell out, and they run up to it, and it's 100% their car again. Her cousin gets a stick from the woods and leaves it on the hood of the car, saying that if they keep walking and the same thing happens, they can at least see if the stick would be moved. They take off walking, and it happens again. This time, the stick is gone, and they're like, okay, what the hell? She described feeling afraid, as she thought maybe that loop would just go on forever. But it didn't. The next time they walked down the road, they realized they were able to walk further and eventually made it back to the res. 
They got help and towed the car, but never got an explanation or figured out what really happened. She has no idea why the stick that they left on the hood of the car disappeared. They really have zero idea, and neither do I. The second story is about a UFO sighting she had with some friends on the same road. This happened years later after the first incident, maybe early 90s, and it was during the summertime. She and her friends were riding around in a car having a few beers, not the driver obviously, and listening to music. One of their friends commented that there must be a four-wheeler in the woods, but that it's weird since there's no trail there. They look to see what he's talking about, and all you can see are these white lights emanating from deep within the woods. You can see that there's a source of light, but you can't see the object itself through the trees. The driver slows down and turns down the music. She described that there wasn't anything too alarming about what they were seeing at that point, but that there was a feeling that something wasn't right, and she said that everyone felt it because all of them got quiet as they looked out the windows, which were wide open. When things got quiet, they were able to hear a low humming. She had a hard time describing the humming, just that it was very, very, very low, but almost felt like ringing in the ears. They all heard it. They were silent, looking at the lights, but then whatever it was shot up directly into the sky and they saw a UFO. This was so long ago, I wish I could describe more about how it looked. But she did say that the second it shot into the sky, it changed into all sorts of colors that seemed to rotate around the craft. It paused right above the tree line for a few seconds, and then just took off right into the horizon, light changing again when it moved. So yeah, that's it. It's weird too that everyone's experience on this road are so vastly different. There's some sighting of creatures from our Algonquin folklore. There's Bigfoot sightings, UFO sightings, the time loop. And then I have another friend who just heard really creepy singing that got closer and closer. We also just found out that our entire reservation is sitting atop a huge uranium deposit, apparently the largest in our province, but I'm not sure. Nuclear mining companies keep trying to build mines and we keep refusing. I'm wondering if that has something to do with it, because the amount of paranormal shit happening around here is pretty wild. Have any of you ever experienced seeing a UFO or lights or strange noises or creatures or any of the sort in the woods? If you have, I would love to hear what you experienced. I'm wondering if anyone has had a similar experience or knows what this is because this thing was a huge part of my life growing up. For years, I felt crazy and just accepted I wasn't seeing things until I came across a few people who have seen things similar to me. I am a super anxious child, eldest of three, 
with a really unhealthy and unhappy family dynamic up until I moved out. Every night, this heavy sense of dread would fall over the house and I had major problems sleeping. When I eventually fell asleep, it would be restless and full of nightmares and sleep paralysis, which I get, still, very frequently. Background because I don't want to rule out serious anxiety as a contributing factor. When I hit about 11 or 12 years of age, I started waking up at about 3 a.m. every night, thinking the room had suddenly lit up with a bright flash. I just passed it off as a car passing and the headlights shining in through the window. After a couple of months, I was still waking up at 3 a.m., but before the white flash. It was just jagged lightning streaking across the ceiling, blinding white, and would light the whole room up and make me see spots. It used to terrify me. There was always the heavy dread fear feeling building when it happened, so I used to just lie as still as I could and try to sleep or at least pretend to. This went on for years. I never got to a point where it didn't scare me, but I kind of got used to it. I even named the damn thing. One day when I was 16, my mother came to look in my room because she was getting pretty tired of me being tired and angsty all the time. It's a really small box room, so it didn't take long, and there was absolutely nothing there. She went to take a shower, and I was alone in the hallway with the dreaded feeling building up again. I decided to just go into my room because it was daylight. So, what could happen? I walked into my room. I froze in there. Everything went completely silent and the white light exploded from nothing in the middle of my room in front of my face, way brighter than the light in the room already, and more branched out more than I had ever seen it before. Kind of like big fingers of lightning. It surrounded me for a second, then retracted back into the space it had come from. Needless to say, I lost my shit and had a Blair Witch Project level freakout with the snot and everything. My mom and I went for a drive after that. I haven't seen the light that big since in my house. But sometimes, I catch a little flash here and there, but very rarely. About a year ago, at the bar I work in, we were exchanging a few stories over drinks after hours. I told this story, and one of my colleagues told me that it was called house lightning, and it's a common thing in Latvia, where she's from. My boss also said he saw more or less the same flash in a forest a few decades ago, which, incidentally, is just across the road from where I grew up. Anyone seen anything similar or know what it could be? I completely accept the possibility it could have been a psychological thing, but I'm curious since other people have seen it too, and I haven't been able to find anything about it. My family owns a farmhouse in Ireland. 
It's in an extremely rural area. The house experienced some paranormal activity in the past. The living room sits directly over a path people would take to the beach to either church or coffins, ships or something else. We believe these famine victims continue to walk through the house. During the 1900s and 1920s, I can't remember. My great-grandmother or my great-great-grandmother heard a noise downstairs. She rushed down to see the impossible. The sacred heart lamp, which is literally screwed into the wall, was ripped out. The coals and ashes from the fire had been strewn about. The room was absolutely trashed. Terrified, she rushed back upstairs and stayed there for the remainder of the night. In the morning, the room was untouched. Perfect, as if it hadn't been trashed at all. The house experienced many more experiences over the coming months or possible years. I came from a very Catholic family, so the house was blessed. The activity only ceased once a step was built. A small pathway winds to the side of the house. A step was put next to it, so the spirits would take the path and not the house. My grandmother always told me to not ever, ever remove the stone. You would go on, but there's something scarier. Something happening right now that I fear. It's a very dense, though quite small, patch of forest. Whenever I enter it, I'm filled with dread. Makes me, quite frankly, want to piss my damn pants. I never feel alone there. As soon as I smell the wretched smell, like rotting flesh, I hightail it out of there, because I know it's close. It felt evil, malicious, and I didn't know it had a physical body until I saw it. It was nighttime, and I was looking out the window from my room. I looked like a person, a rotting person, a corpse. It was long and gangly, and its arms looked like they had been pulled out of their sockets, and the elbows jutted out. Its legs also looked disjointed. Its skin looked gray and sort of translucent. I couldn't tell a gender. I don't think it even has one. It had a horrible sunken face. Its eyes were so sunken, I could see them, but I couldn't see the light reflecting off of them when it looked at me. I've never been more scared in my entire life when we locked eyes. Not when I split my head open when I lost my dog. Not when I watched the news. I could properly see its face now. Its face did not have human features. Its nose, well, it didn't have a nose. Two slits in its face was it. Its cheekbones jutted out and it had no lips, but its mouth spread from ear to ear, and it was filled with rotted, brown, chipped, blunt teeth. My stomach dropped and I felt sickly sick, and soon afterwards I was physically sick. I immediately shut the curtains and prayed. I prayed and prayed and prayed for what seemed like hours. I did feel better afterwards. 
When I left the house the next morning, it looked like an animal's claw marks outside the door. I knew it had to be real and not a dream. But to convince myself that last little bit, I went to the edge of the forest, praying as I went. I also had holy water and rosary beads, anything I could get my mitts on. And sure enough, there were two deep, unhuman footprints in the mud. I was terrified, and when I looked up, I felt its gaze again, like this time it would get me. I took off running. I'm not athletic, and I'm kind of chubby. But geez, I bolted over a three-foot-high fence and ran up a damn hill to the house. I never, ever go to that forest anymore. And a funny feeling tells me I'm safe as long as I don't go to the forest, especially at night. I don't know what's in there. I know it doesn't want me specifically, just people that wander in too far. If demons exist, this is one. And I hope you all don't ever, ever get to meet it. This happened a few years ago in a campground in Florida. I visit this campground every two years, and I was very familiar with it at this point. This is the first time anything like this has happened. This campground is also in a national park, so there is a thick forest surrounding it. My cousin and I left a cabin and went on a walk down the road and through the woods at sunset. About a mile or so in, we go off the road into an area that I am familiar with. It had a roundabout type road with trimmed weeds in the middle. The roundabout has two roads to it the one we entered from, and another that leads to an area I'm not very familiar with. To the left of the roundabout was a large cabin my family frequently rented out for events. To the right was a picnic area gazebo that overlooked a pond. We were completely surrounded by dense woods. My cousin and I go to the gazebo to talk and watch the gorgeous sunset over the pond. We found the fuse box for the gazebo and turned it on for a little extra light while we talked. After a while, darkness started to catch up with us and we realized the area looked like a perfect spot for a horror film to take place. So we decided to turn off the lights and head back to the cabin. Being in the middle of a national park, there were no light poles or street lights. It was pitch black save for our phone flashlights. Once we turned off the gazebo, we noticed something that shouldn't be there. In the middle of the roundabout, there was a green light or orb suspended about five feet in the air. It was about the size of a grapefruit and it didn't move. There was nothing in the roundabout that would produce light and the light didn't illuminate anything or looked like it was attached to anything. My cousin and I were a little freaked out by this and made our way towards the road, avoiding the orb as much as we could. A short ways down the road, we realized we had no idea where we were and that we went down 
the wrong road. We return to the roundabout area, and the orb is still there. Unfortunately, the road we needed to get to was on the other side, meaning we would have to pass this light about six feet away to get to it. We try our best to walk by, and with a closer look, I still couldn't see the source of it. We eventually returned to the cabin, and all was good. This was my first and only time being in that area at night. I didn't take photos because I was pretty scared of being in pitch black woods in the middle of the night and was using my phone's flashlight to make sure I didn't accidentally step on a snake. That night, I googled for any paranormal activity in that campground and only came up with random articles saying things like, the devil appears in, insert campground name here, type of stories. Nothing really explains the orb though. I asked my friend about it, and he said it was probably an animal spirit, but it was very motionless. It was just suspended in the air, just glowing bright green. If you know what we experienced that night, please, I'm open to suggestions. And that, dear listeners, brings the close to these true, disturbing, deep woods stories. If you are sleeping, I hope Slumberland is treating you comfortably. If you are awake, I hope you've enjoyed this collection. In the meantime, please stay safe and take care of yourselves. I'll be reading to you soon. Have yourself a good morning, a good afternoon, or good evening. Peace, love, and light to you all.